In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Global health experts are tracking the spread of a new COVID-19 variant. It's called EG5, and so far cases have been reported in the U.S. and the U.K. For more on what we need to know, I'm joined by infectious disease specialist, Dr. Isaac Bogach. Doctor, good morning. Good to see you. Good morning, Mercy. So just what we were all hoping, that COVID was in the rearview mirror, we now have a new strain that is dominating, and it's been detected in the U.S. and the U.K., what does it tell you about the spread of COVID-19 and the development of new strains? Yeah, it's a great point in that COVID really never went away. Obviously, we're not seeing the same scenes that we saw earlier in the pandemic, like in 2020 and 2021, where our healthcare system was completely overwhelmed. But it never, of course, went away. It's been around and it's been waxing and waning uh, for, well, since, it's, uh, since it was introduced to Canada. And really, since the spring of 2022, we've, we've certainly seen waves. They just haven't been as impactful as earlier waves. EG5 is yet another mutation. It's still under that Omicron umbrella. And I don't think people will notice anything different compared to more recent waves that we've seen since the spring of 2022. The diagnostics are the same. The therapeutics are the same. The symptoms are likely very similar. The ways to prevent it are the same. We have the tools to do this. We'll likely see a rise in cases starting you know, in the latter part of August or, uh, or early in the fall in September. And uh, certainly we have detected this EG5 here in Canada. It's been detected in Ontario for several weeks now, and we'll probably see more of it in the weeks ahead. So uh, you mentioned the tools that we have in our toolbox. I think it is pretty safe to say a lot of people have not been keeping up with their COVID-19 vaccines. To that, uh, what do you say? What's your advice to people as we go into the fall and we now have a new strain of the virus, doctor? Yeah, this, this virus is going to continue to impact Canadians. And of course, it's going to disproportionately impact those who are more vulnerable to the virus. Those are older Canadians and those are people with underlying medical conditions that put them at greater risk. The National Advisory Committee on Immunizations a few weeks ago made an announcement. They basically said, listen, COVID's We'll see a rise in cases in the fall. There's going to be an updated uh, vaccine available. It's a booster campaign in the fall. They recommend that people go out and get this vaccine, but they were very clear to strongly recommend that those who are older or at greater risk for infection or who reside in long-term care facilities, a few other groups as well, that those individuals uh, go out and get the vaccine. We know the vaccine, of course, doesn't do the same 
as it used to in terms of protecting us against infection and onward transmission. It still does to a little bit, but not to the same degree. But the vaccines continue to provide significant protection against more severe manifestations of the virus, like hospitalizations and death. We can expect the vaccine to continue to provide that same level of protection, especially for the most vulnerable Canadians. What have we learned about how long a vaccine um, causes immunity, gives us immunity? Well, we can think of this in a few different ways. One is, does it stop infection? And certain vaccines do that. For example, measles vaccines are extremely effective and they do a remarkable job in blocking the vast majority of measles infections. COVID-19 vaccines initially blocked infections rather well. And of course, if you block infection, you block onward transmission. But with the mutations of the virus, we don't see the same degree of protection in terms of blocking infection and onward transmission. It still can do it. It's just not nearly to the same extent. But regardless, the other way to look at this is, hey, does this vaccine protect me from severe illness? And can this blunt the severity of infection and the severity of illness that someone's going to have, especially people who are vulnerable to COVID or more vulnerable to severe infection or more at risk for severe infection? And the answer is yes. This vaccine does a remarkable job in protecting the most vulnerable from landing in hospital. And uh, I think it's important. It's not perfect but it does a really good job. And uh, I think it's extremely important that Canadians who are especially those at greatest risk for severe infection get, uh, be up to date on their vaccines. And we'll, we'll hear more from Nasty with the fall uh, vaccine booster campaign in the coming weeks. Dr. Bogach, thank you so much. Dr. Isaac Bogach is an infectious disease specialist. And the numbers are in and COVID cases and hospitalizations are spiking across New York State. Of course, <laughs> they're spiking, all right? Get ready for that. That is fun. There's Phoenix Kalita also spiking, having a good time. Having a great time. <clears throat> you know, you want to sit in. I can sit in. I'm going to tell you something, but I can wait to Yeah, you want to. Yeah, uh, th- this is this is the style that you. Phoenix Kalita has walked in on the workflow. <laughs> Typically, I'm down here in the basement by myself, workflowing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Phoenix Kalita is upstairs in the attic, workflowing with the with the with the business over there. Yes. 501c3 action. All right. So, yes, COVID cases up. Mm-hmm. I love these regular local news stations. Yes. They're the shit. Ah. I'm now kicking myself because I think I forgot to get a screenshot. It was a school district that basically said, like, COVID is over. Bring your kids back to school, like, last week. You know, guess what I titled this episode for the, uh, the, pod, the main podcast feed that goes everywhere. Hmm. Uh, Back to school COVID for yo kid. Yes. yes, I put Y-O apostrophe for yes. yo kid. And uh, yeah, thinking of screenshots here. Yeah, see, as soon as fans clear to tell you, now, now the tangents are back. We were doing a great job <laughs> just getting down to the business. Now we're like, wait, I got I, 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 Look, screenshots. I show up to ruin things. That's what the fuck I do. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Where the heck darn is that one? There's always... Too many screenshots in one's life, but I did get some. Go- oh God, uh, a coworker left their phone unlocked and lit sitting on the table. Now I'm not nosy; I'm an investigator. But they had their podcast application open. Mark Levin, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Greg Gutfeld, The Five, Bill O'Reilly, Trey Gowdy, mm. Prophecy Watchers. Prophecy watchers. Yeah, this cat. This oh disgust. God! It just—it smells like a grift through the phone. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, that's what this cat listens to during a shift. 
And it's like, that might be why folks are so irritated by this cat. He's like, I guarantee you he has like smartest man in the room syndrome. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, let's get, take, take a look back at this uh, summer COVID spike from the folks over at Fox 5. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, right. yeah, you have I, I, I found it. Yes. It was uh, the Los Angeles School District. Oh. Yeah. Dear Los Angeles United Family, I want to welcome you all back to a new and exciting school year. I became the medical director for this district in the midst of a global COVID-19 pandemic. As a mother of two, uh-huh, uh, and, uh, and I want to tell young Los Angeles unified students, like many of you, I share the same anxiety around sending my children to school at that time. Now, more than two years later, with the avail- availability of vaccines, therapeutics, and a greater understanding of the COVID-19 virus, my message to parents is this. Schools are the safe, some of the safest places for children to be. Bullets and COVID, kids, eat it up. Ah. Some of the safest, a whole ass pandemic, but schools are some of the safest places to be. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 Not gonna lie, son, that's gangster as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all the Kyle Kalinske I can tolerate in my life. Uh, let's see. Now, school gets cooler. <laughs> the latest numbers from August 2nd, cases were up 55% and hospitalizations climbed 22% compared to the week before. So what's to blame for the rise in these cases? Right, everybody seems to have a theory from a new variant, summer travel, even people packing theaters from Barbenheimer. Sharon Crowley has been looking into all these different angles and joins us live from the newsroom. Hey, Sharon. Yeah, that's right, Natasha and Steve. The pandemic may be officially over, but COVID-19 is not taking the summer off. New York State health officials seeing an increase in the number of infections and a new, more contagious variant. This is especially important, of course, for those in high-risk groups. It might be time to, again, take precautions to protect your health. (sighs) She may not want to hear it, but federal and state health officials say... Really just... Cut to exasperated black person. I like that. I want to be in the news business, too. That's all you do now? You just cut to exasperated (laughs) black person once more? (sighs) She may not want to. <laughs> Man, that's an awesome job. It's fun. It's fun. There's always an exasperated black person within 100 yards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hear it, but federal and state health officials say COVID-19 is making a comeback. My concern is, me personally, I want to try and avoid getting it multiple times because I'm very concerned about the long-term you know, impact. The New York State Department of Health is reporting an increase in COVID-19 hospital admissions, although numbers are still low compared to the height of the pandemic. Having to put the mask on and be a little bit more responsible and mindful. Public health officials blame the... There's a person not wearing a mask. I like that. I, I, I like the attitude, the smugness. Having to put the mask on and be a little bit more responsible and mindful. There you go. Public health officials blame the spike on an increase in travel, as well as a massive heat wave in recent weeks that's driven many of us indoors. I think we should be vigilant. That's why, also, like, again, I love these local news stations. Now, when they said driven many of us indoors, mm-hmm. you see what they cut to on the screen. Uh-huh. They're on a bus. That's not indoors. <laughs> oh, and, man. I mean, also, but the fact that, but also, 
when they say um, driven us indoors, like that feels like a sort of, I don't know, like a virtue signal or like a dog whistle hmm. to be like people who have money because who has to take public transportation though? Huh. Right? It's like, we're indoors, unlike the help. I don't know if they thought it through. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Honestly, I don't, I don't think that they need to think it through. I think, like, those prejudices are so ingrained. It was, like, a, a, like a knee-jerk reaction. Like, well, I'm inside. What the fuck are, like, I don't know, public transit people doing? The collective consciousness of bootlickers. <laughs> That's my book coming out May 24th. <laughs> 2026. I'm working on it. <laughs> consciousness of bootlickers. Doors. I think we should be vigilant, but not panic. Dr. Danielle Ompad is an epidemiologist. God. Uh, no. Yeah, I get it. She's an epidemiologist, but she's also a person that has been trained to speak publicly. We should be vigilant, but not panic. It's like watching a Tony Yayo interview. Oh. Yeah, Tony Yayo interviews are fucking horrible because all he wants to do is not get in trouble. He, and also, talk about breaking the fourth wall. He literally says, okay, but like my media training and my publicist said that I shouldn't say that, so I'm not <laughs> going to talk about that. Do you have another question? Do you have another question? <laughs> oh, my God. My publicist said they will quit if I keep doing this. <laughs> I think we should be vigilant, but not panic. Dr. Danielle Ompad is an epidemiologist and associate professor at NYU School of Global Public Health. For right now, I would suggest that people just kind of pay attention, keep their eye on things. If you are at high risk for complications from COVID because you have some pre-existing conditions, um, you have long COVID, then you might want to consider wearing a mask in crowds. The CDC reports a new, more contagious variant called EG5 is responsible for the majority of the recent COVID infections in the U.S. Mm. And that one appears to be more infectious, meaning people are more likely to get it, but not more virulent, meaning it doesn't make you sicker. Her advice for the vulnerable, wear a mask when in a crowded indoor space. Everyone else, she says, can just get up to date on vaccines. That was, that was kind of grimy. Hold up, running back, running back, running back. Like, do you hear like the tonal inflection of whoever the narrator is? No. Let in me... a crowded space. <laughs> like, if you're just like out in public, you don't need to wear one. If there's only like ten people around you, it only matters if you're crowded. Like, there was there was a little stank on it. Let's see. Meaning, it doesn't make you sicker. Her advice for the vulnerable: wear a mask when in a crowded indoor space. A crowded. crowded. I think for ears like mine, my ear is not trained like yours. Uh, Because, you know what? Because she's still very professional and using, like, the same sort of, um, like, volume. Her volume didn't change, Mm. but, like, the there was, like, extra enunciation. A crowded, like, she didn't say crowded space like that. Like, it was a... It was a thing. thing. Yeah, so I guess you could probably do that job. They couldn't hire me to do that job because my (laughs) volume will change. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You can't change your volume. You just just changed your – what emphasis you have on certain syllables to make your subtle point. And given what we're covering, I need to know what the FCC guidelines are today because I'm annoyed and I want to say fuck. (laughs) Are we allowed to do that? Well, I know that for stations like – MSNBC, which is like premium cable, mm-hmm. but not HBO level premium, right? Okay. It's, like, okay. it's like first step premium. 
and they got it in 2012. Mm. And Lawrence O'Donnell did a hilarious segment because he was like, guess what I'm allowed to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just said fuck for like five minutes, <laughs> but they bleeped it anyway. Oh, no. Adds to the comedy. <laughs> it's a great segment. I hope it's on YouTube That's somewhere. great. I love that. I love that. Everyone else, she says, can just get up to date on vaccinations and boosters or, of course, test if you feel sick. Advice that's simple enough, even if at this point many New Yorkers have COVID fatigue. Well, the New York State Health Commissioner reminding New Yorkers that COVID is, of course, treatable. And if you feel sick to call your doctors three years into this, guys, there are medications to keep people from becoming really sick and having to be admitted to the hospital. Natasha and Steve? Yeah, indeed. All right. Thanks, Sharon. The level of COVID-19 is on the rise again as a new variant emerges in the U.S. Here to explain is Dr. Daniel Kritzkis, Chief of Infectious Diseases at the Brigham. Dr. Kritzkis, great to see you. Not great to be talking about this again. No. Yeah, I wish we weren't talking about it again, but good to see you, Ben and Erica. All right, Dr. Kritzkis, this new variant is called EG5. That's kind of refreshing. We're adding some new letters to the alphabet. Now, he did change his volume, but he has white male privilege, so he gets the EG5. Like it's a new Sega cartridge. No, this should be sounding like weed strains. EG5? Yeah. What the fuck? What? What? EG5, that's eternally EG5, government. EG5, Delta, fucking, hmm. wasn't there Omicron or some shit? It's, uh, it's huh. too many names. It's too many names. So we're going to open up a dispensary and call it the variant and just give it oh. those names. Oh, 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 we could. We yeah. live in a legal state. And we all, and we only play instrumentals on the radio, and the name <laughs> of the store is This Sick Beat. I don't know. Whatever we got to say. Yeah, Taylor Swift, come sue me. I, give me the publicity. I'd love it. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, so a couple of questions here. Is this part of Omicron? And if so, whatever happened to all those other... Why is this science guy smiling? Does he just like talking about science that much? Yes, he like, does. His, his mustache is smiling. God <laughs> damn. Omicron he's just excited because he's like a real scientist or researcher. Like I'm on the news. People are finally listening to me. They're finally accepting the science. Oh my god. Not everyone. Well, not all people. Fox News viewers, this because this is mainstream media, so Fox News viewers can't watch this. Oh. This is mainstream, oh. so they have to watch Joe Rogan, who is bigger than CNN, because he's not mainstream somehow. <clears throat> You see, a $100 million contract is not, <laughs> not mainstream. mainstream. No, that's not at all. underground. That's underdog. That's, mm-hmm. You're just scraping by with $100 million just trying to get through it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever happened to all those other Omicron variants, XBB1 point whatever. Yeah, really? See, this is the <laughs> Told you, weed strains. XZBB1, what the fuck, whatever. What the fuck did he just say? He said whatever. Whatever. He doesn't mask in public. Fuck no. Like my dentist. Like your dentist. And how is this different? Yeah, so EG5 is still considered part of the Omicron family. There were probably a dozen or more different XBB subvariants, uh, and now EG5 is beginning to peak up. It's about 17% of all cases, so it's the most common but not nearly a majority of the variants yet. Hmm. Okay, what what makes it so different? 
Well, it's uh, it's sequence is different. It, you know, genetic sequence of this particular virus. See, told you, nerd. Genetic. He, he's just excited he gets to be on the news. <laughs> right, they probably had to tell him, no, you cannot wear your Ghostbusters costume. <laughs> we don't care how fucking perfect it fits. <laughs> like, but it, I got my name stitched on it. <laughs> and its spike protein are, are different enough that it merits giving its own set of letters. All right, as you know, the level of COVID in local wastewater has been rising slightly. It's still very low, uh, but the same is true for the number of that's hospitalizations. In- you said COVID is in local wastewater? Yeah, oh yeah, that's been. Why? I don't want to know that. It's, oh, it's been. It just, all right. Mm-hmm. That's very good forever chemicals, COVID. <laughs> Whatever you can get in your water. Whatever you can get. Just, you fuck know. water. Turn it into Mars. <laughs> Thank you, capitalism. Our area. So do you think uh, EG5 might be to blame? I think it's a little early to blame it on EG5. Again, if it's only making up about 15 or 17 percent of cases, then most of the cases that we're seeing are from all these other variants. Uh, and it's important to keep things in perspective. Yes, there has been a bump uh, and it, it could go much higher. We can never predict. But right now it's still a very small bump. It's maybe, you know, we have seven people in the hospital today uh, who have COVID and two in the ICU. So that's not a much uh, in much of an increase compared to where we were last week. Mm, okay, so we're still waiting for the CDC to decide whether to offer an updated booster shot this fall. Could the rise of EG5 or even just, you know, more occurrences of COVID in general affect the timing or even the formula for the shot? Yeah, that's a really uh, tough question because a lot of resources have been committed to making a booster based on XBB. Uh, and we knew that that was a bit of a crapshoot because the variants could always change between the time the vaccine is manufactured and the time it's deployed. I think the reassuring thing is that people's immunity will be boosted. They will get good protection from a booster against severe disease, regardless of which particular Omicron variant ends up being in the uh, circulating around uh, at the time that people get boosted. But um, they may not get full protection from infection. It's always impossible to predict the future here. All right, Dr. Daniel Karitskis with the Brigham. Thanks so much for your time and expertise. We appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah, thanks. Oh, God, I know they just fucked my decibels up with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chicago's very own WGN Evening News at 5. I know them. There's Right? Is Tom Wojciechowski still on doing the weather? I don't know, but it's fun following these but local But I love WGN. That was my <laughs> shit in Chicago. Yeah, remember when you could just watch TV? Yes, I do. Been a slight uptick in COVID-19 cases across Chicago. Chicago Tribune reporting lab confirmed cases up 27% at the end of July. That's around 67 new cases per day. The <laughs> doctors say this latest yeah. spike isn't likely to turn into a surge. Statewide, Illinois officials uh, are reporting what? its lowest number what? of COVID deaths Wait, they just said there's 67 new cases a day, but also it's not likely to turn into a surge. Uh, 67 new cases a day isn't already a, a surge? So let me tell you about multiplication. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. around 67 new cases per day. But doctors say this latest spike isn't likely to turn into a surge. Statewide, Illinois officials are reporting its lowest number of COVID deaths since the start of the pandemic. This comes with a new COVID variant emerging just before most kids head back to school. Yeah.
COVID for your kid. Mm. All right. And I'm going to jump over this one because it's the new variant again. COVID-19 hospitalizations have been trending upward since the beginning of the month. That is according to CDC data. And based on the data, it's the first increase seen this year, but hospitalizations are still at one of the lowest points since the beginning of the pandemic. Sydney Shadrick spoke to an upstate doctor about the trends and joins us now in the studio with more on this. Sydney. So, Carol and Nigel, in addition to that uptick in hospitalizations, as we know, there's also been an announcement of a new variant. There's also been talks of a new booster. And after years of different guidance and different mandates, people may be wondering, what do I need to know now? Well, Dr. Nancy Patel, a pulmonologist in Lawrence County, says the country is currently seeing an uptick in cases and hospitalizations, but South Carolina does remain at low risk. She says most of the new cases that are being seen in the country are being seen in larger cities. She says they're also likely because of the new EG.5 variant, which she says is a sub-variant of the Omicron variant. Dr. Patel says this variant does seem to be slightly more transmissible, but that there is still more data that needs to be collected about the severity of it. Right. Since the the OG19 in 2020, it seems like that's what I consistently hear and read, that, like, this one's even easier to transmit. Mm-hmm. Even easier. Even easier. Which, I mean, honestly only makes sense when you think about it, though, right? Because um, viruses are constantly evolving, and if they're getting around, um, you know, they're just finding new ways to evolve past vaccines, past people's personal immune systems, right? Because no one's staying home, whether that's because you want to be out or you can't afford to stay home, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it seems logical. And it's like terrible, I, but logical. Since I've been in the factory, I've only seen one other person with a mask on. Exactly. No one cares. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was, uh, when I was in the grocery store the other day, the cashier did not have a mask on, ah. but they were like talking to me so uh, sincerely and kindly about people who are struggling what with like inflation to- right now and, um, you know, like homelessness and things like that. And like, Understood that people are homeless because they have long COVID, but wasn't wearing a mask. It yeah, homeless because they have yeah, and like it's I don't know, like the because it's hard to deal with because it's like I don't know how other people are about things. Stuff on me doesn't bother me right like you've seen me like i can wear hard jeans hard pants every day no sweatpants Mm -hmm. right i can wear hard shirts rough fabrics i can wear a mask hard hat goggles earplugs none of this shit bothers me but seems like other people anything gets on them i gotta get it off i can't have things on me Mm -hmm. yeah but jewelry's cool that's like that's different yeah, they act like the mask is fucking destroying them. I, I mean, even like when I was in a factory where we were processing food, so like if you had facial hair, you wore a beard net. Mm-hmm. And there were guys that like, they'll start talking to you about something, explaining something, and you can see the frustration building, and they pull the beard net down, mm-hmm. even though we're still around all the food, mm-hmm. so hairs can break off. Because they just, they don't think they can function with something near mm-hmm. their mouth. And especially when they're talking. So many people pull down their mask to talk. Like, they really think that they won't, like, no one can hear them if they have a mask on. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. Yeah. 
the frustrationery. Mm-hmm. As far as clinical symptoms and how it may differ from other variants, not too much data out there just yet, but typical symptoms of fever, cough, fatigue, runny nose, um, headaches, etc. Very similar to what we've seen before. So something to keep in mind. And also there's not enough data to say that it's a little bit more severe as far as illness is concerned. But once again, that, that we can probably figure out in the coming months and when we see a little bit more of the cases. As far as boosters go, Patel says, make sure to speak with your providers about which vaccines or boosters are right for you and when you should get them. There is a new updated COVID booster. That was kind of sad. In the footage, they showed someone getting the vaccine and like their face looked so uncomfortable when the needle hit. Like they probably needles. needles. Oh man, that's sad. Oh, I thought it was sad for a whole other reason because I wasn't looking at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I I, I don't like seeing the the person in pain. Oh yeah, no, it was just the way she was like, I don't know, talk to your provider. Because like, (laughs) and that... Because that is the same vibe to me as, like, the other clip where they were like, but hospitalizations are down because like, people can't afford to go to the hospital. Talk to your provider. You have access. <laughs> like, if you can't afford to go to the doctor, how the fuck are you going to talk to your provider? Do you even have a provider? Uh, <sighs> no. Anyways, Medicare for All is stupid. Well, yes. Yes. Because people that don't deserve things would get them. <laughs> exactly. You know, because you have to earn your way into being alive. Yeah. Yeah. That costs money. Uh huh. The hell, life ain't free. Right <laughs> for you, and when you should get them. There is a new updated COVID booster expected to be available by the end of September. I believe that the booster that's scheduled to come out in the fall may necessarily not encompass the new variant, which is the EG.5. It is, however, very similar to the other variants that have been in the community, and therefore you shouldn't see too much of a difference when it comes to immunity and having enough protection uh, along with the new variant that's on the rise. Patel says, keep in mind, even though South Carolina does remain at low COVID-19 risk, kids are going back to school and we will soon be entering the fall season. She says, if you do feel sick, get tested for COVID early so you can be treated if you need to be. That was their hard cut, not mine. Last week, new numbers from the Florida Health Department showed an increase in the COVID positivity rate here in the Sunshine State. South Florida saw one of the biggest increases, but pharmacists and physicians say they think the infection rate could be much higher. Anchor Shannon Cake reports. With the COVID positivity rate hovering right around 20% in South Florida, local doctors are telling patients to take the easy precautions, hand washing, protect the elderly, and avoid crowded spaces with little ventilation. That worries me. As for that last minute end of summer travel? If you can avoid it, avoid it. Plain as simple as that. Um, that's my message. If you can put it off to another time, I would do that. We usually like to go with the vitamin C, uh, the zinc, vitamin D, um, or if we're treating the symptoms themselves, something like a Tylenol cold and flu. Wellington pharmacist Frank Kaku is back in the aisles helping guide patients. Statewide, when we, we saw the data, it's about a 20% increase in the state. Patient visits to his pharmacy are picking up, but there's something different with this COVID ripple. It's very interesting. 
Cuckoo says this time COVID is presenting milder. We're seeing people coming in that's just more like, hey, I think I have a cold or I have allergies. Mm -hmm. So a lot of sneezing. So it's naturally in the lungs that we see it more. It's just really in the nose. It's the reason Cuckoo believes the positivity in rate in South Florida is actually higher than 20% as patients confuse their COVID symptoms for the common cold. People you know, as a person that was there for 12 years, yeah, that sounds like Florida, folks. I just want to point out that he's talking about how there's more cases than are suspected, but he's not wearing a mask in any of these cuts, including the ones where he's in his own pharmacy stocking shelves. Well, you think about it, he's a Florida guy himself. Ugh. Right? Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I'm not testing as much as they, they used to, uh, but more importantly, I think people are confused about the way it's presenting. Uh, so they're, they're just like, you know what, I'm not going to test because it's probably a cold. And, that, and that's the danger. Shannon Cake, WPTV News Channel 5. So what are the symptoms? Generally speaking, sneezing, runny nose, head cold, coughing, not as much fever or extreme fatigue. The good news, Dr. Diaz says that she expected the virus to morph over time and become less virulent or deadly. The ace. The news is a shit show these days, and we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit, pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Police are called to a multi-million dollar Hollywood Hills estate after neighbors hear screams coming from inside the lavish home, fearing someone inside was being hurt. But what they found instead was a group of squatters who had been illegally living inside the home that has been abandoned and now trash. Neighbors say the whole situation happened. Yeah, so fuck what? <laughs> they're, they're squatters. Illegal. Yeah. But also, where were they staying? An abandoned home? Right. And it's like, illegal to stay somewhere that someone else left? And like, so many things are wrong. I always critique, like, those of us that might be considered leftists for, like, not staying on one particular message. Like, how, mm -hmm. like, Wine Cellar Media. Like, we did, like, three straight years of, like, you know, um... I guess now this is the word for the algorithm, grape, grapist cops, mm -hmm. right? Cops that are really into grapes. Yeah. You know, and I heard it through the vine, all mm -hmm. right? Like, staying on that message consistently, right? Like, yeah. Fiends Kalita gets on the mic, guess what you're going to hear? This is what's wrong with, uh, with, 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 what is it, the Nordic model? Yeah. Nordic model. I dare you. Search Phoenix Kalita's name and Nordic model. Get ready for pages. Like, it's going to come through. Yes. You know, and uh, and that one of them that, like, at least one certain pocket of leftists should have sat on, right? Like, maybe get some together, right? Like, have Nicole Sandler, Randy Rhodes, and Robin Kincaid, like, stay on this one and keep saying mm -hmm. there are more empty houses than there are homeless people yes keep saying it yes right like the right wing they have been saying the exact same things pretty much forever yeah since minstrel shows right like mm -hmm. since they made up minstrel shows to say ah, the, the colors love what we're doing to them down here in the antebellum mm -hmm. you know uh, like they stay on their message 
We don't. We don't. Because we're trying to fucking refute shit with facts, as if the right wing cares about facts. Yeah. Right? Or like, I mean, the larger thing, when it gets down to it, where will it ultimately end up? We know that every single day, a new young person becomes interested in politics and policy, Mm -hmm. and we hope we get to them first. Yes. As opposed to Kyle Rittenhouse, who's doing political stuff in Texas right now. Why wouldn't he be? He's probably, God, he's probably a millionaire right now. Oh, he's backed by two billionaires. Like two very specific billionaires. I know one of them isn't a coke. <laughs> As them concerned. KTLA's Rick Chambers is live in West Hollywood with a closer look at the problem. Rick. The problem. Yeah, sure. We're talking about those empty houses that are being used by partiers and squatters. And it's. Ah, those empty, all those empty houses. What are we going to mm-hmm. We got to save the empty yeah, houses. Yeah, save the empty houses. Yo, this cat looks like that really creepy actor guy that we found out was a right. Was it John Voight? John Voight is a what? An right. actor, kind of right. He is an actor. Is he right wing? I don't even know. I don't yeah. know his politics. That, I, I I've heard that, and I probably should have verified it before I repeated it on air. Mm, yeah, know. I know. I have become significantly more responsible. It's made for some unsafe conditions out here, and a hell of a mess. Oh, he is a Republican. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you. All of a woman screaming that brought police to this hillside mansion on Sunset Plaza. And these three people were removed from it and handcuffed. It's an abandoned house. Um, They're just trespassing, squatting, uh, screaming with somebody. I think they got bit by a dog. The man and the two women were cited for trespassing and then released. Two of them telling us it was just a... Being white is the shit. It really is. Um, okay, so first of all, just random thing about John Voight. I looked this up, an article from last year. He pledged allegiance, allegiance to Donald Trump. Fucking weirdo. Damn, I heard he was right wing way before that. But So he's pledged allegiance to Trump right wing. Yeah, like last year. So I don't know where he's at right now, but yeah. Um, yeah. But also, this story, how the fuck can you trespass on some shit that's abandoned? How? Misunderstanding. But I was hired to clean up. I take this water out, get the house ready to prepare for lease or for sale. I was delivering nice some water to so these guys here, and, um, and they said the cops are coming. They tore it. I was like a black keys. My car keys are in this deal. But the real damn nigga, that's the attitude. I was bringing them some water. They said the cops are coming. I said, so what? I'm looking for my keys. My car is out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, use a water activist. You do what you gotta do. And told yeah. us off camera that none of these three should have been at the site. Now this is a home that once listed for more than ten million dollars, but is now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was some reason why that was. For the folks listening to podcast audio, the news. They got, I mean, I guess you could call it footage, but it's of an, it's of the inanimate right. and it's a spray paint that says, uh, F word, rich people, <laughs> the F word is yes, blurred. <laughs> oh man. F That's a great people. fucking cut. And what's really dope is like, you have the city skyline behind mm-hmm. it because remember they're on the hillside. Yes. Right. In the, in the big baller houses, they're yes. like near ice tea right now. 
and looking down on the people that should be saying Etheridge people. That is a grand old time. Thank goodness the police didn't see that. They would have saw that. Oh, no, it's not sight and release. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? You look like a black man for some reason, and we got to do what we got to do. LAPD and NYPD. I was in fear for my life. Yeah. Stop resisting. I mean, they were squatters. That sounds like squatters. What is that, like Alexandria Ocasio communist? (laughs) Oh, communist Cortez? I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared to my life. (laughs) Covered in graffiti. Sex. (laughs) Who spray painted the And then underlined it. Spray painted and emphasized. Sex is important. Sex is important. F rich people, sex, and a chair. Yes. We're having fun. You just inadvertently made a joke. That's great. F. I did? Yeah, what, well, I mean, we always know when sex is happening, there's that one chair. If you know, you know. No, I, I know. I don't, I don't need to know. I like being a square. <laughs> and littered with debris and feces. And what used to be million dollar views are painted over. What's happening? Now, keep in mind, when they said painted over, again, there's spray painted words on the glass window or glass door, whatever that glass is. Yeah. The entire glass isn't painted. I can see the skitty, skitty, the skitty skyline through it. Yeah, skiggity skyline. Skiggity skyline. Right? Like, I mm-hmm. see it. It's not I gone. Mean, I still feel like the people who abandoned this property should really, like, be the focus of the story because aren't they supposed to be paying taxes on this big-ass fucking mansion? How much, re- like, y'all have all this fucking energy to come fucking arrest, like, three people who were just sleeping in an abandoned house. Where is the energy for them niggas who's supposed to be paying property taxes on this bitch? And also, like, yeah. I'm cussing. I'm not supposed to cuss. My I think. bad. Uh, not, it's weird. YouTube is weird and stupid. Everything's so hard. It's so much harder to do content <sighs> now. It is. Like, in the old days, you could rock out. Yes. Yeah, now it's so kid gloves, everything, or you can't monetize. Just wait till COSA passes. It'll get even worse. Yeah, like, here's here's a fun one, because I follow that guy, uh, Blue Devil, to get a Southsider reaction. He's Blue Devil, yes. you know, and um, and he gave a little explainer on something before he did his typical show, and he, and he typed in a rapper's name in the title of mm-hmm. his uh, YNW Melly, I don't know, I there's too yeah. many rappers now. Yeah. And uh, but when he put his name in the title, like a yellow thing came up that said, "You will not be able to monetize this." Hmm. He took the name out of the title and put it in the tags, and it said, "Now you can monetize it." Wild. And then he did another video hours later with the name in the title, and it said, "You can monetize it now." Like the game is. That's wild. That's yeah, wild. that's why we gotta run off subscribers and PayPal hits because like yeah. monetizing through ad rev is wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I also want what up? Oh nothing. I was go ahead. Oh, I wanted to know this cat said, but yeah, run, run it back. Ten seconds. A million dollars, but the real estate agent told us off camera that none of these three should have been at the site. Okay. Now, this is a home that once listed for more than $10 million, okay, but is part. now covered in graffiti okay. and littered with debris and feces. Yes. And what used to be million-dollar views. What you million-dollar views. You realize he's putting a price on looking at something. Yes. That, like, what if, and I know, wild stuff, <laughs> 
way outside the box to thinking of this black guy over here on the microphone. Huh? Yes, yes. What if a couple hundred people from Britain didn't have the best ideas in the world? What if? <laughs> nah. Also, I just want to point out, like, the little bit of, like, well, I mean, there's a lot of propaganda, but, like, specifically the propaganda when they mention that there's, like, feces in there. Yeah. Because it implies that it's the people shitting in there. Yeah. But how do you know it's the people? Yeah, there's animals. Because, exactly, right? So, like, what if it's just raccoon poop? Because it is an abandoned house, but you see the way they're, like, vilifying the people who are in there. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways. Father Muckers. Are painted over. Happening pretty often. And neighbors who don't want to show their faces are concerned with strangers coming and going at all hours and the crime that comes with it. How long have they been in there, do you think? These people probably four or five days. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. You're just finding out. Just finding out. Doesn't make me too happy. Makes me aware of my surroundings a little bit more. This is a oh, property God. that police have visited before during the past year. And it may take action by the city to find... That place, it's so big that the cop cars were pulled up on like a balcony. Mm-hmm. Balconies that can support vehicles. I see, but also even like the pictures they're showing, right? I see like a sink that's like disconnected. It's just like a sink on the, like the sink, um, I don't know, like apparatus, yeah. right? So it's like the sink in the, the cupboard thingy that it goes in. Just on the floor. It's not attached to anything. It's not in a bathroom. It's not in a kitchen. It's just like a loose sink. Do you honestly think the people that were sleeping there did that? Yeah, they're plumbers. Like, what the fuck? Uh, again, who are the people who left this big-ass property abandoned like this with the fucking fixtures and everything in there? Like, what is this? They get it cleaned up. And this vandalism doesn't... Oh, what was that? Was that a rest in peace? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was on R.I.P. Okay, rest in peace. Uh, all right, rest in peace, Blasto. All right, shout out to the homie Blasto. Rest in peace. And this vandalism doesn't seem to be hurting the property values, though. There are still very large, elaborate homes that are building all throughout this canyon. Interesting. He also said that are, so they're making more... They're making more. But also note earlier, like 30 seconds ago, he said what used to be multi-million dollar views. But then he used said to be, the- but now it's not costing them any money. It used to be multi-million dollars, but also it's not costing them any money. Like, the propaganda. It's wild. Generic Voight. Go funk yourself. As temperature records are broken all over the planet this summer, scientists are also increasingly concerned about what's happening to the sea ice around Antarctica. William Brangham was reported from that southernmost continent and has been talking with some of those researchers. It's here now. Yo, and this cat, he looks like the guy that played Cotton Weary in the fucking Scream film. He's got, yeah, he he (laughs) looks fucking kind of scary. He looks unamused. Uh Oh, all right, let's hear what his voice sounds like. Hi. So what? Nah, man. Nah, he's scary. Fuck all that. <laughs> it's happening down there. It's winter time. You would assume there is more ice, not less. Right. You would assume that. And and remember, Antarctica is a this colossal continent covered completely in ice. It is the size of the United States and Mexico combined, covered with huge ice sheets and glaciers. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about sea ice, which is frozen seawater. That And that ice grows every year from the periphery of, of Antarctica 
outwards. It, it, it's like this incredible halo that grows out across the ocean. We can see this NASA animation of what it looks like. That growth of that sea ice is so massive, it doubles the size of the continent every single year. But the problem is, is that this year and last year to a similar extent, that ice has not been growing nearly as quickly. Oh. I want to put up this other chart here. This shows the traditional, that, gray, that line at the top is what it, normal growth of the sea ice is. Mm -hmm. That red line below is where we are now. It is a marked difference. That is roughly the size of Alaska. And I know, let me run that back on that chart again. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm pointing at it as if the people can really see me pointing <laughs> at it. But, like, where that line is, it looks like it's going to plateau there. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That is roughly the size of Alaska that is missing ice now in the Southern Ocean. That's remarkable to see in that graphic there. So you've been talking to researchers. Do they know why this is happening? It is a complicated picture. Yeah, what? You're talking to research. Well, let's, let's see what the nerds found out. What did you learn uh, from the nerds? Oh, no. Tell me more about climate suspects. change. And uh. these are all suspects that we have our fingerprints on. The first one is, is that the ocean is warmer. We have seen that all over the world. Mm -hmm. As we burn coal and oil and gas and warm the atmosphere, mm -hmm. that warms this planet. And the oceans absorb the bulk of that warming. Warmer ocean water makes it hard to grow ice. You can, that's pretty standard physics. The air is warmer as well. That makes it harder to grow ice. Wind is also complicit in this, changing wind patterns. Wind is really important in how ice grows off of Antarctica and where it grows. Those things are changing. Again, scientists believe that we are one of the main drivers of this, but the exact mechanism is not totally clear. So what's the bigger concern in all of this? If that sea ice is not growing at the rate it's expected to, what are the consequences of that? This is the biggest issue here. And the re like, they have to say the most basic mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, when things are warmer, they <laughs> warm up and they're not as cold as they used to be. Right. And that causes an increase in heat. Mm -hmm. The reason we care about this is that that ice provides all sorts of incredibly valuable things for us. First off, that ice keeps the southern hemisphere cooler. And you think of ice as this flat white surface. That reflects the sun's radiant energy off into space. If that, that ice is not there, that sunlight hits the ocean, warms the oceans. This is part of a very complicated engine that drives ocean currents globally and weather patterns globally. So disrupting that could cause huge problems. This sea ice also protects the glaciers that are sitting up on land at the Antarctica. We want those glaciers to stay there. If they slip into the ocean, that raises sea level rise globally. So that sea ice is like a buffer. It's like a big inner tube protector around that ice. We don't want that to go away. And thirdly, there are animals that live all over Antarctica and they in one way or another benefit from that ice. Penguins, seals, whales, the tiny krill that live in the water there mm -hmm. all spend part of their life on that sea ice and it's important. I, one of the researchers I talked with recently is a woman named Marilyn Raphael. And penguins are the silliest little characters. <laughs> they got the little jump and the walk and they're flapping their little wings about. They are just silly. I mean, who doesn't love a penguin? My goodness. In addition to explaining a lot of this mechanism to me, I asked her how she sees this data. Here's what she had to say. 
there is a part of me that's my bad for podcast audio listeners you made your decision uh <laughs> i responded like that because they were showing the role of penguins all right let's cut to the educated black nerd and let's listen to what the black nerd has to say into explaining a lot of this mechanism to me i asked her how she sees this data here's what she had to say there is a part of me that's scientifically interested in what's happening like what is at work here that is completely separate from the other part that's the citizen of the world part that says this is really shocking god damn nigga educated black people are the slowest talking niggas on the planet Mm -hmm. they are so not sure if you understand them (laughs) (laughs) because you have to be clear on so many levels like yeah can the right wingers understand me? Can the liberals understand me? Are the other black people hearing me? Like, right, like Martin Luther King wasn't talking like that for effect. It's because he was an academic. Remember, there was a DR in front of his name. There was. And it's, it's not good. It's not good news not for good. the system. And not just the Antarctic system, but for a global climate system. Is that where we are? We just laugh at climate change news now? What the fuck else are we going to do? What are we going to do? Apparently, the world is content with letting like 50 billionaires kill us all. I don't know what else to do. Oh, man. Oh, here comes another graph. I like that. I, I look at the curve daily. No, okay, that's one. the same one. All right, with the with the impending plateau. Oh no, this is not the same one. This is average sea ice. The other one was 1970 to 2010. Average sea ice. This one is 1979 to 2010. Mm. Okay. I look at that curve early, and I'm I'm almost willing it to inch upwards, but um, but it's not listening to me. Churches <laughs> all over the world are are willing that graph to go up to grow more of this sea ice so you realize what what she just said and he said her pronouns were she and, and what Kazo just said was like the nerds have reached a point where they're essentially doing nerd prayer yeah right i'm just yeah. gonna will it i will it <laughs> i'm manifesting i'm manifesting <laughs> <laughs> no, it's over, yo. Just don't have kids. That's all I got for you. You already got kids. Hey, guess what? They're going to deal with. But there is no evidence that it is. We are about to hit the peak of the Antarctic winter, meaning so if its chances of growing to its fullest extent are about to run out, soon the sun will return to the southern hemisphere and that already shrunken ice will continue to melt and break up and go away. Incredibly sobering information. William Brangham, thank you for your expertise on this and your reporting. My pleasure. Whew. Well, I grew a nine-foot-tall sunflower, folks. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. That when, is cool. When it says mammoth on the pack, they're not playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm impressed with the morning glories that are climbing up them. Uh, you're talking about the, the purple ones? Yes. Those, that is a pretty-looking cool? flower. Yeah. yeah. I love morning glories. I picked those up, by the way. Worth. Yeah, because they used to grow um, by my, but where I grew up, they used to grow like in the, there was like a little, um, like abandoned sort of prairie lot thing. By oh, the an abandoned track. $10 million house. An abandoned $10 million house. Okay. Um, yes, with species of unknown <laughs> origin. $10,000 species. <laughs> $10,000 species. But yeah, no, Morning Glories used to grow like there by the road tracks. I've like, I used to love when I was a kid. Word life. Word life. Let's get through. Are you still in? You, you check out a little bit more news. I know you have a life to live. Um, I do. I actually came down here to tell you a thing, but right? Yeah, but you you 
Yeah, you caught me flipping. Like, you're like, oh, this is what this... Oh, does. this is what he does. Yeah, like I water plants, I toke some reefer, and I do some uh, programming. Well, now to this here at 9, a tentative deal reached today between Loretto Hospital and the workers. Union. All right, let's mm-hmm. do it. It's labor time. You negotiated around the key issues of understaffing and low pay. WGN's Andrea Medina has the latest from the hospital in Austin. About 200 workers will head back to the hospital tomorrow after walking off the job in late July. What do we want? After 11 days of Loretto Hospital workers yeah. on the picket line, union negotiators and hospital administrators reach a... T- oh, hold on. Let me look at that uh, sign they had up there. All right. So they have a CEO... Tessa has to go. CEO, Tessa has to go. That doesn't really flow. Mm. Uh, they also have short staffing. Death equal, uh, skull equals a tombstone. So death equals death. Dangerous working conditions. I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, this one, contract is in the middle in bold letters. And then in red letters around contract is now, now, now with an exclamation around each one. All right, good stuff. Administrators reach a tentative deal on Thursday evening. I think when you prepare for strikes, you prepare for the worst. Oh, man, they had to put the black bourgeoisie out for the camera. So this is Greg Kelly, the uh, SEIU healthcare president. So this is this is not one of the strikers. Mm-hmm. All right, so Greg Kelly, what do you prepare for, brother? When you prepare for strikes, Uh you prepare for the worst. Yeah. Uh, So we really had no idea how long it would take, but our members were resolute. SEIU healthcare president Greg Kelly says the struggle workers endured paid off. Oh, is he one of them? But is he like the president of the? Is SEIU the union? Maybe. Oh, maybe SEIU is the union. Okay, so he's not a hospital up and upper. All right. Members are committed to their patients, and they're excited and ready to get back uh, to taking care of them. Well, you think, yo, if you really care about patients, you would not do anything to make medical staff strike. They're kind of very needed. That's mm-hmm. not, if my crew strikes, ooh, someone might not get a desk. Right. <laughs> Once the ink is dry, it's a three-year agreement, which provides increased wages and Juneteenth as a paid holiday. We also said we wanted across the board increases for everyone, even the higher wage workers, achieve that. Kelly hopes the improved pay will also address the issues of employee turnover and burnout. The recipe for short staffing is low wages. And so if you can address low wages, you can uh, impact staffing levels. In a statement, hospital leadership says in part, quote, We appreciate the dedication of union and hospital leaders to secure a contract that addressed the concerns of our team members. It is critical that Loretto Hospital remains open and accessible to the Austin community. The deal still needs to be voted on. The process of having workers approve the agreement will begin tomorrow. Reporting outside Loretto Hospital, Andrea Medina, WGN News. All right, before I go, do you have another one in you ready to wrap it on up? Oh, I was ready to wrap it up myself. Yeah, all right, because we, we hit the hour anyway. 58 oh, minutes, really? folks. Folks, I have some rollover stories that will roll over, and I have some news stories. Why don't I, uh, I think this is called a teaser. 
Just what they do? Yes. We do. We do teasers. Yes. That's the thing. All right. So where's my little uh, playlist I made, Wine Cellar Daily News? You won't find it. It's a private playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Somebody, th- this is not news. That's just, you know, that clip where Trump yelled, I did everything right and they indicted me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what the internet did, somebody made a, a music video remix out of it. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but, uh, Domestic violence numbers rise 82% from last year. Uh, More than uh, 1,200 odor complaints logged against a landfill near a neighborhood. Uh, Keeping Arizona wildlife hydrated as the climate turns. This is obviously out of Arizona, ABC 15. Uh, Evanston celebrates $1 million in reparation disbursements. Oh. You see? And I, I love, like, use a different word. Because reparation comes from the word repair. What has been repaired? Hmm. Right? True. But, you know, good on the folks that got the checks. Uh, I hope you get something cool with it. And pay a couple bills down. I hope someone is, like, tracking these little, like, settlements. <clears throat> Because in my head, I'm always like, okay, so if you get reparations, in my mind, the first thing that's going to happen is, like, you're going to get pulled over more and get, like, more tickets or get more fines or, like, they're going to find a way to take that money back. And I just, I hope someone's, like, tracking that. That's why I think about, like, um, I know reparations, like, actual repair will never happen. The best you could hope for is a check, which doesn't repair anything. Mm -hmm. But if you get the checks, you know, there are black people and non-black people that make the argument, like, well, cats are just going to go shopping and put it right back in the pockets of the elite. And I say, let's try it out. Yeah, let's, let's find out. Let's see if that happens. And if it does, at least I still got my check. Exactly. Like, I'm supposed exactly. to not get my check because <laughs> that nigga's going to go get Jordans. I don't give a damn. He's going to get Jordans. It's not like I'm not going to get a reefer. Like, yeah, I'm going to pay down some bills and, like, get a crib or something and maybe even, like, adopt a couple of lost black children, mm-hmm. you know? But, like... I'm going to get some goofy shit. I'm going to get a new television set. What do you go? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I like TV. TV is amusing. Hell, BoJack Horseman. I want to watch BoJack Horseman on a huge fucking screen. Oh, God. Be on Twitter more. They're having a whole BoJack discourse. Oh, no. I mean, not like that you would agree with it, but you should just watch it because it's funny. Is it the kind of people that think they're above it? Um, yeah. I mean, like they... <laughs> the um. I, li- I live for the um. I mean, there are people who don't like the show because they don't get it, which sounds so fucking pretentious to be like, you don't understand it. But no, really, they don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's like apparently a whole string of people who are like upset that Bojack doesn't actually redeem himself in the end. And it's like, but why would he? They don't like that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> with all the absurdity and fiction around you, but it's like the the sociology of it is the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. Like, a cow doesn't serve people beef patties with an attitude. That's not a thing that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, a cat and a mouse do not actually go on a dinner date <laughs> and yeah. then try to have a kid. Yeah. No, that's not real. But people do, and that's what it's based on. And it's just like, I mean, if you look at it, Princess Caroline wasn't exactly a very good person cat. Yeah. Right? Like, Princess Caroline was all about, like, being a part of the machine, no matter who would exploit or harm. Mm-hmm. Right? You follow her character through the thing. Carol, uh, 
Princess Caroline is chasing that promotion, chasing that next dollar, chasing that gratification of what one might consider success. Yes. Right? Like, the characters are flawed because they're based on humanity, which I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) People are fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Doofy goofers. That's my angry word. Goofy goofers. All right, fine. Fine, that's where we're at. Yes. Okay, so uh, we're going to kill it where it lay and call it a day. That's not, don't don't repeat mm-hmm. that. I get that from watching uh, Blue Devil Southsider Reactions. That's his closing line. Uh, mine is, be as safe as possible wherever you are. And Facebook, stop stream. YouTube, stop stream. Twitch, I don't even know if anyone watches that, but I made an account. Stop stream. And, oh, yeah, Blog Talk Radio. Let's get you out of here as well. That gum, it works. That gum. That gum, that gum, that gum. You don't know nothing about the that gum.